Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. And this is our podcast called... I'm Married a History Teacher. Yes. Lisa, we got a lot going on tonight. We do. For our pod or like in the world? No. In, I think the opposite for our world. We've <laughs> been sitting in the pseudo apartment of the top floor of our Baltimore studio for about three weeks now. Mm-hmm. It's all happening and nothing's happening. Yeah. It's crazy times. Yeah, sure. Sure. But I meant in, in the pod, actually. Um, okay. I want to talk about some stuff. Then I think you're going to have a lot of questions about our topic tonight. Me? And we also have our first commercial advertising <laughs> yeah. for our commercials. We have, a, we have a paid advertiser. Super serious advertiser. It's super serious. It's like really, she's really like hawking a product. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect anything less. Sure, sure. The first thing I want to talk about is I want to bitch at our listeners. <laughs> not our good listeners. Not good the, start. Not the 50% that listen to our episodes every time, no matter what. You guys are great. Yes, thank you for your You guys are fantastic. Our P1s, they're called in the biz. Our P1s are going to listen almost every episode, no matter what, and they're going to listen to them pretty quickly. Oh, that's cute. I like P1. Yeah, P1s are the best. Mm. Now, big issue with all those people. like Our number one podcast since we came back for season two, by a mile by double every other podcast, is the stupid one about Hitler. It wasn't stupid. No, it's a great one, actually. Yeah, no, I know. It's like what we always talked about. Just that, yeah, I mean, you've always said people love wars and they love World War II, and um, yeah, it still it, reigns it's, true. It's giving so much credence to the History Channel doing nothing but shows about Hitler for 10 years. Yeah. History, like the History Channel, the H stands for Hitler. Right? What do you what do you want us to have a freaking Hitler podcast? I think they do. Yeah. I think well, it's just interesting because you know you you hear so much about like all the crap that's on like just like regular TV in terms of like the the show quality and whatnot or like, you know, why there are like why there's still so many paparazzi following around celebrities, and you know why like the the mainstream media at large, not just news, can be a little bit bland or uninspired, um, or just yeah, not not sophisticated. But um, the truth is that people follow the ratings, and I understand. I mean, we look at our stats, and when you double something over that. I can see why all these people that actually have money in the game. I mean, we're about right. to be millionaires over this, yeah. but not yeah. yet. Um, I could see why they would be chasing those numbers. It's like it works. You know, it's clickbait. I will never forget the moment where I was watching CNN when I was still a waiter at Gordon Beers like 10 years ago. And I looked mm-hmm. at the TV and they were doing a story about Lindsay Lohan. And I was disgusted with CNN for mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you think about it and you're like... That's what people are going to tune into. Yep. Whatever this gets is the like, so we have right now, like our listenership is almost, in terms of numbers, identical to the viewership of CNN. You know, just millions yeah, of people tuned in for everything we do. We have a lot of power right yeah, now. Yes. It's the same thing. It's like the Hitler stuff is our Lindsay Lohan. It is. We sold out. We yeah. sold out to Hitler. I know, and like the the fact that we were rewarded for it is is so disappointing. And all these woke people, all of our liberal city living friends, you know how many people listened to our ten most influential women of all time pods? Like no one, like no one listens to that. We put Hitler in the title, and 
blows up. Everyone and their mother joins in, you know? But again, mm-hmm. this isn't you guys. If you're listening to this episode, this is going to be a regular titled episode, and you guys are going to be like, oh, Steve and Lisa, I like what they're doing, and I'm going to listen to it. You guys are cool. We're not, we're not hating on you guys. And if you listen to the other one, but then like decided to keep listening to us because of that, you're also – everyone's welcome. We just – just get over the Hitler. Get over yeah, Hitler. Just get over Hitler. He's not that interesting. He was a sociopath and an opportunist. It's over. It's done. Yeah, but we can't get too on too high of a horse because at the end of the day, we're the ones who created the content. We did create the content. We're projecting, really. We, yes, we are. This is as much as our fault as it is. It's more our fault. It's more our fault because yeah. we are the creators we of did the content. It. We did it. We're the creators. Yeah, it takes. It's a lot easier yeah. to click than it is to create a pod. That is true. Yeah. That is so true. in reality. We're the ones who should be ashamed. All right. Sorry for the high horse. Yeah. Get off. Let's get on to the low horse and start a new topic. Yeah. A pony, if you will. Okay. Okay. Lisa, tonight we're going to do what I think is something that it's one of those topics that I love because everybody has heard about this event and I think there's still plenty of people who don't really get all the the goings-ons and why it's important. Okay. So this is one of my my types of favorites. Okay. We are going to do okay. the Watergate scandal. Does that excite you? I wish I could give you like a real authentic reaction to that, but I saw it open on your computer today, so I knew we were going to do Watergate. I told you so many times to stop looking at my computer. I, I and you always lo- say, I never look at your computer. Well, clearly you do. No, this is literally the first time I've spoiled something for me. Hmm. And my that was like during the time where I like convinced myself I lost my computer charger, and I was like, oh no! And mm. then really, it was just like two inches away from where my eyes decided not to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're very bad at looking for things. Looking I mean, for awful. things is like it's so is your top so ten long. negative skill set. Oh, absolutely! It's ridiculous. The only thing good about it is that I've been consistently bad since a very young age. So you're used to being bad at. It. Yeah, I'm just like good at always being bad mm-hmm. at it. It's like me and spelling. <laughs> Exactly. Speaking, math. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the, the, the main school subjects. Um, yeah, no, no, no. And I, I don't even think. Yeah, I don't even think I was like trying to use your computer. Actually, I think you just had like a tab open and said Watergate, and I like I was like, uh oh, I know what's coming. Yeah. I know but are, what's coming. Well, let me ask you this: That doesn't mean you can't be unexcited. No, for I, 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 it's true. I can't. It doesn't mean I can't be unexcited for it. Yeah. Um. I am. Oh, I'm super excited. I think um, I don't know a lot. I know a little bit more than like the absolute nothing I know about other American history because I actually liked the one American history teacher that covered this. And like he showed us some stuff about Deep Throne stuff and I was like a little intrigued. So like I know like 10% of it, maybe a little more. And the other thing that makes me the most excited is the proximity to which we live to the Watergate Mm -hmm. Hotel. Um I mean, now we split more of our, spend more of our time in Baltimore, but I mean, it's, we we drove by it, both we, of us. We probably either drove or walked times. by, it. yeah, because it was on essentially both of our ways to work. Exactly. Yes, and um, like just right at the bottom of yeah. the main road that we live off of. So, um, Rock Creek Park, what's up? What's up? By the way, too many people in Rock Creek Park right now. They need yeah. to to lower those. No, numbers. no, 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 no. This is the pride of us, Lisa. Virus-free content. I'm just complaining about people's behavior because I want them to be gone so I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Leave so I can be there. Yes. That's my point, okay. which is much better. Uh, we're actually uh, moving past something I wanted to clarify. I'm not even totally sure 100% of our listeners would know that Watergate refers to a hotel. 
in Washington, D.C. Yeah, Does everyone know that? I don't know if they do. I don't know. They can't really tell us right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I but Yeah, just so everyone knows, like, this is going to start off talking about a hotel, and this is, like, one of the swankiest, fanciest, most expensive hotels in all of Washington, D.C. It's it pretty ugly. Is. Yeah, but I think now it is because of its notoriety. That's very questionable, though. Honestly, I, like, leading up to Watergate scandal, it was the hotel, like, Bob Dole lived in the Watergate Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and now you don't think it's somewhat of a novelty to go there? Well, I think and, well, that's what led us to – do you remember we kept driving by and like, why don't we go get drinks on the rooftop yeah. of the Watergate? Yeah, and then we realized how expensive it was. Yeah, and it's like a classic D.C. like fancy folks drinking $18 Manhattans on the rooftop. And it's like I can get the $14 Manhattan, thank you, somewhere yeah, else suckers. in D.C. Uh, um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes, I I understand, but I also it's not it's it. All I'll say is that I mean I'm assuming most people on this pod have not actually seen it. It doesn't look fancy. It looks fucking ugly. It looks it looks like a jail kind of. So you know what's interesting about it? Mm. It's among like three or four hotels in D.C. that was designed by this guy I can't remember his name who used to make cruise ships. And they're designed to look like ships. That's an ugly ass ship, too. It's bizarre. There's one over in uh, Southwest by um, the Nat Stadium. It's okay. very strange. Huh. It's a very weird concept, but that's what they were doing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan, yeah. really. It's too much concrete in it, and like. It's also massive. It's yeah, so, so big. big. Especially so if you're like something in D.C. where nothing is really all that big. Yeah, that's the thing that makes it look most like a ship is just how big it is. Yeah, sure, sure. We've done 10 minutes of rambling and talking about the hotel itself. This is going to be an a, a 18-day-long episode. Yeah, I mean, but this is this is when we're at our best, when we are aimlessly talking. It's also quarantining, too, so who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Days, time, content. It doesn't exist. QT? QT. All right. You want to get into the actual story, Liz? I mean, I guess. All right. I mean, what what's better? What do you guys like? Us talking aimlessly or or saying things that might have some value to your collective knowledge? I think we should just try to do both, Liz. I mean, that's usually our method anyways. So, Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Nixon, nicknamed Tricky Dick. Yes, um, I need that. Nowadays, I want to bring up a couple fun facts before we get started just so we understand everything going on here. Nixon from day one, Mm -hmm. really sketchy campaigner who used to hire people to do something called dirty tricks where he would do like really petty bullshit to go ruin the people he was campaigning against campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, So my personal favorite example is he would go to a rally of his opponents and he would hire people to go and smash a bunch of stink bombs. What? Like stuff you buy at like parties, yeah, no, supply stores, you know, and he would just like have them drop a bunch of stink bombs and like people would just get away because it smelled really bad. Ugh. So this is like kind of the guy we're working with when it comes uh, to democracy. This. Yes. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I mean, I feel like Nixon is one of those people that as a child, you could just look at his face and be like, hmm. That guy's an asshole. That guy is not a nice guy. See, I kind of disagree with you. I don't think really? he looks like a dick. Oh, I, I think he, he looks, looks like a weasel. Yeah, but that I, he just looks kind of like goobery to me. Like um, he looks like no, because like he's got that like that big head, know, so you can yeah. tell he's maybe kind of smart. And like anytime you're like smart, but then also kind of like conniving, it's just a bad combination. Yeah. 
Which I brings me to my next point. Yeah. After his first term, and I've always actually been a pretty big defender of Nixon's first term, outside of obviously bombing the shit of Cam- out of Cambodia. And Laos. And Laos. Really shitty things to do. Terrible. He did a lot of other things that were kind of good, though. Yeah. Besides the crimes against humanity. Right. No, I know. I've heard... Um, I don't want to go on and on about it. Yeah, yeah. All I know, I'll say, is what I've heard is that he was actually very pragmatic. Yes. Um, and uh, reasonable. Sort of the EPA. Yeah. And I also know that he was a fan of um, universal health care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I learned that in the museum, mm-hmm. which is now closing down. It's very sad. Yeah. Well, that's what you get when you charge eight or nineteen bucks for entry into a museum in a city full of full free museums. Yeah, it's a gamble. Yeah, yeah, they lost that one. Um, So anyway, the other fun fact before we get into it is after his first election, the the Nixon presidency started. I guess a group. I don't know what you would call it. It It's called the Committee to Reelect the President, and they went by Creep. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear me Wait, talk about Wait, is this the creep. 70s or? This is early, early 70s. Early 70s. 70s so pretty are much, fucking weird, man. Yeah. Everything we're going to be talking about tonight is between 1972 and 1974. Okay. All right. So there's creep. You got to keep creep in mind. The committee to reelect the I don't president. think I'll have a hard time remembering that one. <laughs> right. The other phrase that's going to be thrown around a little bit, which I find to be hilarious, is like right before Watergate, the thing that made Nixon really paranoid is there's a bunch of leaks from something called the Pentagon Papers, which I can't get into too much tonight because this is already going to be too long of an episode. Mm-hmm. Pentagon Papers is all about the Vietnam War and the secret shit that the United States was doing in the Vietnam War. It got leaked to the public, so he created a group of individuals that he called the Plumbers. Oh and the God. Plumbers were there to clog the leaks. <laughs> How funny is that, dude? I think that's so funny. For some reason, like, that to me is just, like, the epitome of, like, male ego just being, like, the most annoying. Like, I mean, like, what? Like, you're like, it's all right, I'm going to round up my bros, we're going to plumb this plumb this shit up. Like, I mean, like, what? Plumb this shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's a verb, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's ridiculous. And, like, you're such a nerd. Like, I mean, like, you can't. You can't get a gang together and then call them the plumbers. Like, what are you doing? They were clogging the leaks, Lise. They were plumbing the leaks. They were plumbing the accurate yeah. phrasing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So, you're right. You're right. I am. I'm right about all things to do with plumbing, really. Yeah, you're yeah. master of the plumbers. Yeah, yeah. Not good at looking for things. Top 10 skill sets. Plumbing knowledge. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. To plumb. You're the one we send to the Airbnbs to fix all the toilets. <laughs> yep. That's definitely not you. Lisa? <laughs> Toilet fixer. <laughs> um, yeah, as long as I don't lose any handles. Sorry, that's a bad joke. Okay. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> let's go to uh, June 17th, 1972. <laughs> 1972. This is three days after Flag Day. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So five burglars are going to get caught by a security guard in the Watergate Hotel. They are caught... Busting into the DNC, the Democratic National Convention's temporary headquarters, during the election, re-election of Nixon versus George McGovern of South Dakota, the Democrat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Can you imagine a Democrat from South Dakota right now? 
Good God, that's a hilarious point. That's what I love about talking about this stuff. Is like we're talking about the 1970s, which isn't that long ago. You got a Republican starting the EPA, and you have a Democrat from South Dakota. Mm-hmm. That's good shit, right there. Yes, everyone needs to get over all their shit about yeah. everything because yes. it's all just a big jumble. Yeah, and everyone's just a big male ego dick. Yes. Yeah. Sure. You're welcome for that history recap. <laughs> um, so of these five burglars. Burglars. Most of them are from Miami and most of them. Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida, not Miami of Ohio. Just checking. Um, you're right. I should have implied it because when I say Miami, most people assume that I'm talking about Miami University of Ohio, the mm-hmm. greatest school that ever was and ever will be. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these people were from Miami. They're Cubans. There are people that had fled what world leader who took over in the 60s? Fidel Castro. Fidel, right? So these people are like Americans. Mm-hmm. One guy, however, particularly interesting, was a former CIA agent. Like and a then American? No, he was just a regular white dude. Who worked for the CIA? Former CIA. Hey. Was caught breaking in to the... DNC's headquarters. So we're implying that he wasn't that good at his job. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's also interesting, too. America. Because, yeah, there's like a huge connection between the CIA and all the Cubans. Between like Bay of Pigs and getting people out of Cuba that were like anti-communist and everything. Like mm-hmm. CIA. So like you're basically working with a, a CIA agent and a bunch of people that are connected to the CIA. And these are the five guys that are... are Caught breaking into the headquarters. Well, you know, if we break it down a little bit, it kind of makes sense, right? Because if you were a smart CIA agent, are you really taking, like, these kind of jobs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could do whatever you wanted. And but he's not a, you're he's like, a former CIA agent. Former. Yeah, probably because he couldn't hack it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that these guys, they're like, they're like um, you know, what are the names of all those stooges? You know, Larry Moe and... You can just call them the stooges. No, I think it works better comedically. <laughs> Curly is the last one. <laughs> Curly. Um, we got two Larrys and two Moes and a Curly. I mean, it just already just sounds just really sloppy and stupid. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing just gets stupider and stupider. Yeah. And sorry, let's be clear. Are these the creeps or the plumbers? <laughs> That's a great question. So the one dude, the former CIA guy, what was his name? McCord or something like that? McCord, James McCord. So this is what I don't like. This is like so new. And we have like a couple baby boomers that listen to this show, show, a podcast, whatever, mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is a weird time zone for me. I don't like doing it because I feel like the people that lived through it uh-huh. might be able to tell a story better than I can. So this is like, think of this story. Not as, mu- not as entertaining, though. Yeah, okay. All right. Maybe. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what you lack in accuracy, you make up for in zest. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, uh, think of it as like Watergate told by a millennial, right? Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, exactly. Um Okay, so... So anyway, they get busted. All five of them are going to eventually go to jail, by the way. And let's talk about how they get busted. How did they get caught? Security guard saw him fucking around. Like, he was doing his laps, and apparently what he noticed is, uh, which is also a hilarious little detail, is that they 
broke into the office building, and so the door wouldn't latch again. They put a piece of paper between the lock and the door. (laughs) They definitely train you on that. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, they're like, this is what you call a paper. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. He noticed the piece of paper. That's what actually got him. He noticed a piece of paper that, and 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 then looked at tapes and like. No, he was doing his rounds. Oh, you literally caught them in the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mostly because a guy, uh, last name of Gump, actually called. This guy named Gump was staying in the. I'm making a terrible Forrest Gump joke. I'm going to move on. Oh, uh, wow. I was like, where are you going? Yeah. With this? Do you not remember when he calls the police and calls security when he's staying at the Watergate Hotel? No, I have a secret about that movie. I've seen it like 20 times, but never in its entirety. So oh, yeah, I don't I, really we know all have the whole like that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my. Mm-hmm. That's my. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, we got, God, we got to get going here, Lisa. We can do what we want. (laughs) We can literally do whatever we want. That's what we've learned from this whole debacle. Right, because we're only going to have the same. Time doesn't exist anymore. Time time is gone. It's gone. There are no days of the week. No. There's no afternoon. There's no obligations. There's no, there's no friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we can literally do whatever we want. So why don't we just stay here? Let's let's tease out the Forrest Gump joke a little bit more. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so come August 1st, all right, there's going to there's gonna be two major investigations to start, and then Congress is going to start investigating. But the first two is that the FBI is going to get involved because there's these CIA guys creeping around a campaign. And then the Washington Post... It's going to get involved, particularly these two famous reporters. Last names are? Deep and Throat. Not Deep and Throat. I don't know, but they Who was Deep throat. throat talking to? Don't remember. Woodward Bernstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now. Woodward and Bernstein. Yes. Yeah, because Bob Woodward is the famous guy who yeah. also wrote the book about Trump most recently and always does investigative stuff on every president, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Yes. So, so there's this two so big they investigations. They get involved because Deep Throat tips off the Washington Post, and the FBI gets involved because they're like, "What the fuck, yeah. shit?" I was going to talk to Deep, about Deep Throat at the end, but at the end, yeah, just because it's, I know it's a its own thing. It's kind of like Deep Throat itself is kind of a bizarre story. Okay. Um, but anyway, the big thing that's going to like present to the public that oh, this is this is deep is that the Washington Post is going to discover that one of the five plumbers who were caught um, in the burglary had a $25,000 check deposited in his account that was earmarked for the Nixon campaign. So that's going to be the first of very many just straight-up lightning rods about, like, oh, this break-in isn't just some bizarre break-in. Like, there's some shit happening here and it's going straight to the top honestly it's more likely to me that like the cia was hired by the dnc to do this because it's like already so freaking obvious i mean how would you even leave such a clear paper trail in a time where like we didn't have the forensics or like the ability to investigate the way we do now Well, this whole thing was like it was uh as to you know reference a a book that i just finished reading was it was a confederacy of dunces, this whole thing. It's just like, yeah. how were you so bad at this? Yeah, either that or they pretended to be so yes. bad and they were, you know, doing something else. <laughs> you know, we don't know. We well, don't know. it ended to a president losing power. And... Right. So, so, we don't know. 
Conspiracy within the conspiracy. This was all the Democratic Party doing it to themselves. I mean, as we know, the Democratic Party, I mean, they are just always so clean and clear with all their decision making and all their moves. They never make a mistake. So tactical. So tactical. Yeah. Never lose. (laughs) So, anyhow. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the funniest part about this whole situation, in my opinion, is in November of 72, when this whole thing started, Richard Nixon is going to win a landslide victory against George McGovern. So he's going to send people to investigate and bug the Democratic Party, and he's going to win a landslide victory anyway. Yeah, Hysterical. All so of I, this was for nothing. Yes. Well, this is, well, this is my whole argument about fear and paranoia. Mm-hmm. Is that if you give in to the fear too much, you will probably cause what you're afraid of to happen much more likely than if you had just been calm about the whole situation. He is a great example. If he wasn't so freaking paranoid, he wouldn't have taken all these steps and he would have just won. And then he would have been mm-hmm. good to go. G to G as the kids shortened. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, just idiot. All right. So he wins the election. Yeah. This seems like a great time to take our first commercial break ever. Slash, I need to pour some more of this delicious beer. Cool. Should we do a first a free ministry? commercial before the paid commercial for about the beer? Yeah. Well, I'm going to, yeah, that's a great point. So this is a free commercial, just this ministry of brewing beers. We got two growler fills today. Just mm. fantastic. Amazing. Minist- Next time you're up in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. you, sh- you really should hit this giant church turned brewery. It's less than a five-minute walk from our home. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a massive, beautiful church that they totally refurbished. Um, and it's just this like great gathering place. I mean, well, not at the moment. And now I only have to drink um, 128 ounces of beer in the next 24 hours. Is it really? Is that how quickly it goes? Well, that's what Tim will tell you. Oh, but, you know, I'll still drink this shit in four days if I need Whoopsies. to. Okay, that was All a little right. aggressive of you. But, uh, you know, let's take a break um, and, like, listen to our paid advertisers for the first time ever. Our first ever commercial is brought to you by Emily C., who is not actually advertising anything, but just wanted to pay us to tell the most embarrassing story about something we mentioned last week, which is how flippant her boyfriend, Russell, is with money. Mm. Mm. So she wanted us to tell the most embarrassing story about Russ and spending money, and we thought of it, and here's the story. Yes, I thought of it, but I wasn't there for it. I just heard rumors of it after meeting Russell. And so Steve gets to tell it, and I'm excited to hear it as well. Yes. I wasn't there for it. When we first met Russell... Um, who had a... We being other we's, not me and you. Just me yeah. and my group of friends who had a different girlfriend at the time who was mm-hmm. I was friends with from college, mm-hmm. and he was all excited to meet new guy friends. And at the bars, he was constantly buying us shots and drinks and stuff, and we kept saying to ourselves, man, this Russ guy sure is cool and must make a whole lot of money because he's like 24 and doesn't give a shit about buying shots for everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. Then we found out later that Russell was just racking up a huge credit card debt (laughs) spent at bars trying to impress his new friends. (laughs) Joke's on you, Russell. We would have loved you anyway. But anyway, (laughs) thanks so much for uh, our first commercial for um, uh, Married a History Teacher, and I hope we lived up to it. 
And uh, if you want to spend 30 bucks for us to say whatever the hell you want, let us know. Let us know. Okay, so when we last left off, we just talked about how Nixon ended up winning by a landslide anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, next big event to happen is in January of 73. So we moved on from 72 to 73, early in the year, into January. Uh, two way more important higher-ups than the five burglars are arrested. One of them goes by the name of E. Howard Hunt, who, again, former CIA and, hilariously, an author of novels about espionage. <laughs> Um, and another very famous man by the name of G. Gordon Liddy, big Republican figure, conservative figure, does a talk radio, former FBI, um, still a big figure, really. Um, he also gets arrested. He was the finance board of Creep. And what? the two of them. He was on the finance board of Creep. Yes. Okay. Um, the two of them get arrested based off an FBI investigation, linking them to basically, you know, instruct the plumbers to go and uh, break into the, the burglars. The which burglars. are we've just okay? So the burglars are the plumbers. They were plumbers. They were they're considered, creepy plumbers. They're creep plumbers. So some of them are creeps. Some of them are plumbers. Okay. Right. Toxic combination. <laughs> it's a toxic combination. Um, April seventy three. Things start getting intense, okay? So the investigation is going to get worse and worse, and you're going to start seeing cabinet members resign. So some of the more famous ones, you have H.R. Holderman and you have John Ehrlichman. They're going to leave. Another guy named Dick Kleindist. Interesting. He went by Richard. I just called him Dick because he's hey, it's kind of a dick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they are going to resign, and then on that same day, mm-hmm. another guy by the name of John Dean is fired. He doesn't resign. Fired by he Nixon. Fired. Yes. It's fired off of the Nixon staff. Okay. And when we say staff, like his like White House staff. Yes. Yeesha. Okay. So. By the way, I found out in my research that John Dean currently has a podcast on Watergate. So you can, like, I think just search, like, whatever. It's, I think it's just called Watergate, and it's mm-hmm. by John frickin' Dean. That's what we need to do. We need to commit an insane crime, mm-hmm. wait it out a while, then sure. start a podcast. Yeah, but this is a white-collar crime. Like, all these guys got a slap on the wrist because rich white people don't go to jail in this country. Well, even better. I mean, mm-hmm. we're white. We're not rich, but... That's true. That's half the mix, right? Yeah, we got half. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to jail for a year, and then yeah. we'll be able to make a podcast that people will actually listen to. This is America. I'm sure we can achieve corruption. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, so... So people are basically, like, heads are starting to roll. And, like, for those of you who are thinking, what's the big deal, like, a bunch of cabinet members, this isn't, like, the Trump presidency back then, where, like, there's a new goddamn chief of staff every other day and, like, a new... Department of the Treasury every day. It's like this is a big deal when these people start leaving in the middle of a presidency. Right? This is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and in, in reality, it's not, I mean, yes, it's in the middle of the presidency, but it's in the beginning of the, of the term. Sure, but that doesn't really matter. If you're reelected, it, 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 it's not like chapter one and chapter two. It's generally like one big chapter. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty complex concept, but <laughs> let me think it over. Um, yeah, okay, fine. But um, yes, 
yeah, I think that's a good reminder because I think this president, this current presidency we're in is uh, unique in many ways. And it's easy to forget yeah. how much, how much like one event could have pull so much gravity towards it, you know, and now yeah. everything is so rapid fire. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. So let's move on. Cause Especially if they're leaving. I mean, at this point, do, does the public know it has to do with FBI investigation? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, well, that's I, what's really crazy. Yeah, I imagine this is almost everyday news. Like, I imagine this is like the coronavirus of 72, 3, and 4. Yeah. Again, a baby boomer could answer that way better than I could. Mm. Um, mm. But I, 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 I'm almost positive that's what was going on. Yes. Okay. Okay? Cool. Now, summer of 73 is big. Because a bunch of people are going to start talking and revealing a bunch of shit that's going to break this thing wide open. Okay. So John Dean, the guy who gets fired, mm. okay, he is going to tell the Washington Post that he had over two dozen conversations with Nixon about covering the break up, the break-in at the Watergate Hotel. Mm. Okay? Mm. That's obviously a huge piece of information there. Then you're going to have John Ehrlichman who's going to reveal um, – he, he just comes out and says that to a publication on record. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, John Ehrlichman is going to talk about plans of burglarizing the office of the dude who revealed the Pentagon papers. Dan Ellsbury, I think his name was. Oh, wow. So he's going to come out and say that. John Ehrlichman was a big figure in that um, administration. So, like, people are, like, turning on Nixon. Like, there's not a lot of loyalty there. Yeah, essentially. I mean, they're trying to save their – I mean, this is politics, Lisa. Number one rule of politics is you look out for yourself. That's not how it feels lately. You know what I mean? That people aren't looking out for themselves in politics? There's a lot of loyalty going on right now. Oh, politics. party loyalty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're looking out for the party because that's what works out best for them. Because as soon as you speak out against Trump, if you're a Republican, you get shat on and your fucking your job's done. Yeah, I guess what the difference is that Nixon was not very good at main, of like you know using ways to enforce loyalty. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other huge one is that a different staff member who is is going to come out and drop a bomb on this whole thing. And he is going to admit that Richard Nixon records every single phone call that comes in and out of the White House all the time. This is such a clown show. Yes. Now, to be fair, it was LBJ who started recording all of it before him, and then Nixon just kept doing it. So it isn't like something that Nixon invented. But it wasn't public information. So this one staffer was just like, yeah. Every phone call that Nixon ever made, called or received, is recorded. Mm-hmm. All right? And this is pre-email. So that's pretty big news. <laughs> yeah. All right? So uh, that's going to bust things open because obviously the FBI is going to start trying to get those tapes. Washington yeah. Post is going to start investigating it. And then you're also going to see Congress finally get involved. And you know how Congress can investigate the presidency as part of the checks and balances system? Yeah. So they're going to start a committee investigating this as well. Now, October 20th, 1973, our baby boomer friends might recognize this as something called the Saturday Night Massacre. Mm. All right, and I'm just going to read this straight um, from a Washington Post article. Nixon fired Archibald Cox and abolished the office of the special prosecutor. He fired who? A guy named Archibald Cox and abolished yeah. <laughs> the office 
of special prosecutor. So essentially, he took the guy who was going to, it was in like an internally investigating, fired him and abolished his position. Yeah. Then, yep. Mm-hmm. Attorney General is going to get let go. The Deputy Attorney General is going to get let go. And then because of this, Congress is going to be like, what the hell are you doing? We're moving towards impeachment. Okay? This is October of 1973. Real quickly, not a huge thing, but in November, November 17th, 1973, Richard Nixon says his very famous line. Oh, shit. Trivia. Okay, hold on. Um, How did he deny Watergate still like a year into it? I need a hint. Sorry. I am not a... I'm not a crook. I am not a crook. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, this is just... This is ridiculous. But, you know, I wouldn't really expect much else from someone whose strategy was stink bombs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. of course the stink bomb guy did something idiotic. You yes. Can't, you can't ride your stink bomb success forever. <laughs> right. Well, that is kind of the funny thing is that Nixon was apparently a really brilliant dude. Like, apparently. Like, I have heard that. so many missteps, but, like, everyone used to talk about how smart of a person he was. Yeah, but you could be intelligent and still, like, have, like, paranoia and, like, a lack of, like, it seems almost like street smarts, but, like, whatever the equivalent is in this scenario, take you down. It you know is what I kind mean? of street smarts, right? In a yeah. sense, it's like you're trying to... Yeah, he's trying to be cool. He's, like, yeah. trying to be... He's, like, like you're not mafia, he's, bro. He's being shady in mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. You're just... You should just be in the library yeah. and, like, you know, maybe, maybe not being president at all. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so... Now, let's, let's talk winter 73. Congress is going to subpoena Woo. the recorded tapes. Okay. Which is fancy lawyer talk. I checked with Kevin beforehand. Nice. Earlier today. Mm-hmm. Subpoena means that they're requesting those tapes, but it does not mean you have to give it up. They're saying, give me that shit. Okay? Give me those tapes. Yeah. Richard Nixon, and here's what I think is really the most important legacy behind Watergate, is what happens next. Which is Richard Nixon is going to claim something called executive privilege. Do you know what executive privilege is? Um, I think it, like, protects you in ways that an average citizen would not be protected. And um, so you can say, you can't do that, take that, talk to that person. That's, that's, that's pretty good, yeah. So the executive, the president, but it yeah. also applies to governors and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, governors can also do executive orders like the president can. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, executive privilege is something that's not in the Constitution. It's considered a power of the president and is not in the Constitution. Okay? However, even George Washington did stuff like, exec- like claim executive privilege. And hmm. to summarize it, it's basically... The president can say, I'm not going to reveal this information because I'm the president and it's a a matter of me being able to do my job to not have to reveal this information. And almost every president from George Washington up until freaking Kennedy, like Nixon or LBJ before Nixon, Mm. claimed executive privilege in some form. This is going to bring it, okay, um, to light, this concept. Like, does the president actually have 
a certain power to not have to do things that other humans would have to deal with. Every other citizens would have to. Yeah. Um, so he's going to claim this privilege. Yeah. And Congress is going to take it to the Supreme Court. Mm. Supreme Court, and this is kind of like the big thing that's a big game changer here, and is the case USA versus Nixon. All right? Yeah. And the Supreme Court is going to rule that executive privilege is absolutely a thing. It exists. Hmm. However, in this case, Nixon absolutely has to turn over those tapes. They can do both those things in that case. Yes, because it wasn't just about the tapes. It was a ruling, the Supreme Court ruled that Nixon has the right to do this. He has the right to not reveal this information. He cannot say this. However, the tapes, like this is public record. This is being recorded at the White House for quality control. He needs to reveal those tapes. (laughs) So he does. Yes, but I know one thing about them. What is the big thing about these tapes? That there was like just a very obvious chunk cut out of some of it where it was like 14 minutes of like just like like lost stuff. And God, I wish I knew what was on that. It was, I bet it was yeah. real bad. <laughs> 18 and a half minutes. 18 and a half minutes, okay. The conversation he was having with H.R. Halderman, the guy who resigned way back in like over a year ago. Hmm. Um, in the middle of a conversation that sounded like it was about kind of the plumbers. Mm. And then all of a sudden... like It was like the smoking gun, probably. That is exactly correct. That's what they literally call it. That's where that phrase comes from. You mm. kept seeing that during the Trump... You kept hearing that during the Trump impeachment process. Like, where's the smoking gun? Where's the smoking gun? Mm. Well, in the Nixon case, the smoking gun was considered like these tapes in an extension of that, the 18 and a half minutes that no longer exist that no one will ever hear. Yeah, no one. It's sad. Yeah. Is there food here? Why are you looking at your phone so much? I'm, I'm tracking the food. It's three minutes away. We're three minutes from a delicious sushi meal. Yes. Mm. Which would be a great reward because... We're actually almost done. We're almost done? Yeah. This oh, is you were acting like this was going to be years to get through. Yeah, well, I was ex- anticipating more sidetracking questions from you, but like you normally will be like, wait a minute, Nixon did that in 1973? What was America's favorite style of hot dog at the time? And I just Excuse wasn't me, getting Steven. questions like that. Well, you were, you, were, you were cracking the whip. You were driving a tight ship, running a tight ship. Yeah. Just, so. I, was, I was running through it. Yeah, so, I mean, and this is what you're left with. All right, well, I'm not done, though, okay? Maybe, maybe I'll make you done. All right. So I'm we're not gonna, interested. We're going to take a second <laughs> break, and we'll get back to you guys soon. Because people have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. And we're back after a very mediocre sushi dinner. That's how it usually goes. Yeah, unfortunately. But anyhow, Lisa, so where we left off, um, Nips, Nixon turned over, <laughs> not Nipson, <laughs> Nixon turned over the tapes. Um, there's the 18 and a half second gap. All right. <laughs> I don't know why that was getting to me so much. I mean, you say much more ridiculous things. Yeah, so it does like, nothing. Nipson. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Mm. Dry cough. Oh, boy. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so pretty much what's going to happen is that uh, the House is going to move to impeach him after the tapes came out and then the 18 and a half minutes that he couldn't explain. 
Um, and he's going to get very close to being impeached. And what he's going to do is end up resigning in 1974. I thought he was impeached but wasn't rem- yet removed. He was not removed. And he never was. But he did get impeached. I thought he got impeached and then he resigned before they could remove him from office. Yes, sure. But that's a big difference. I mean, that's Not big, really. Because it's, he I was mean, a, our president got impeached and <laughs> he's still president. Yeah, but that's, that's why it's not a big deal. It's because like impeachment it means very little at oh, the end of the day. Okay. But it, what, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It's a political move. But like the, he it's was still actually a big deal in the sense that like Trump was only the third president to ever be impeached. I mean, it's like a fairly like rare thing to happen. True, but I mean this the the semantics of whether or not he was impeached or not. It's not semantics. It's procedure. But my point is, he was no longer going to be president, no matter what. Like even Republicans were going to remove him from office. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Whether he was impeached or resigned or removed or whatever. Richard Nixon was no longer our president 18 months after being elected in his second term. Yes, that we know. Okay. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. the guy who took over for him, trivia, who was it, Lisa? Ugh, I don't really know. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford, hilariously, is the only person to ever not be elected to be vice president or president, but serve both positions. Because was, was the, the, the V for Nixon implicated? Fantastic question. Richard Nixon's vice president was a guy named Spiro Agnew, who oh. was Governor Marilyn. What's up? <laughs> um, but he was he resigned because of something other political scandal that had absolutely nothing to do with yeah, Watergate. What was it? It's not super familiar. Tax evasion. Oh, yeah, he was just a real piece of shit, just corrupt classic Baltimore guy, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but he was out. And then the way it works, because of this weird clause in the 25th Amendment, was that uh, because the vice president wasn't, like, fit to serve, he was removed. And the president gets to nominate someone. But since all these other dudes were getting in trouble because of Watergate, they picked – he was, like, the um, minority – Minority whip? Was it minority whip? I think he was – I don't know. I was just saying words. I think he was minority speaker is what it was. Okay. He got nominated because he was a likable guy, became vice president, and then sure enough, became president of the United States of America. And he served for like oh, two years. Oh, so he, he, he first replaced Spiro Agnew and then this Yes, happened. so okay. he was vice president for a very brief period of time. Huh. And then became president of the United States. Wow. That's yeah. quite the drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Was a Michigan football player, by the way. University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyhow, Nixon resigns. That must have been before they were really knocking heads. Eh, I, don't, I don't know. It probably was worse back then. Ugh, yikes. Yeah, well, good I for mean, him. No one's saying he didn't have CTE. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't exactly known for being a real smart go-getter or anything. He was known for being a likable politician. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyhow, he resigns. Okay. And eventually, Richard Nixon goes to prison for defrauding the American people. Uh-uh. No, he sure didn't. You know what happened? He got pardoned because he's a rich white guy. <laughs> and rich white guys in America don't go to prison. Yep. That should be the number one, the new theme. 
Rich white guys don't go to prison. Yeah, we get rid of In God We Trust. So if you're following along, the guy, Richard Nixon, who started the war on drugs and started putting people in jail for 10 years for having a single crack rock or a single tab of acid, they'd go to jail for 10 years. However, you can totally defraud the American people and totally make a joke out of the American uh, governmental and democracy. Zero days in jail. Just so you know where we're at as Americans in the mid-1970s. I think we're still there. Oh, we're absolutely still there. You're, you're entirely correct. Except at least we're decriminalizing some of the drugs that were happening from the war on drugs, which is really just an attack on black people and hippies. Yeah, and isn't there something that came out? Didn't Nixon come out and say? Not that? Nixon. Nixon's dead. Uh, his, well, he hasn't always been dead. One of the members of his cabinet said something along the lines of, we couldn't go out there and say that there was a war on black people and hippies, so we declared war on heroin and LSD and then associated each drug with each group of people. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Nice, dude. Nice, guys. Nice all around, America. Um, but now, yeah, that's the story of Watergate. Now, whenever any scandal happens, it's something gate, which I think is really stupid because it makes it sound like Nixon had some sort of conspiracy with water. You know what I mean? <laughs> Watergate. But now it's like when the, you know, the Patriots were cheating and by spying on other teams' practices, mm-hmm. they called it Spygate. Mm-hmm. And like maybe another. No, they didn't. They called it Deflate Gate. No, oh, that's funny that you mentioned that, Lisa, because when this the, the Patriots were cheating another time. Oh shit! <laughs> um, what a bunch of when, fucking assholes! Yeah, when they were deflating football games and the or footballs when the weather was bad during the game, you're not allowed to deflate. Do the you think there's like a doing. part of them? That, like, I mean, if you. The wind's got to feel a little less good when you cheat. Well, I, I mean, no. Not not with the way that – there's two things that, that made it okay for them, which is the general nature of Boston fans, uh, which are just like, whatever, haters, you fucking knucklehead haters, fucking bright, Tom fucking Brighty Belichick, fuck you, you know? That shit, you know, it's just like, no – they literally cheated to win two of their Super Bowls. You know, the Astros get caught cheating and they're like a total shame of the entire MLB and the Houston fans booed them at spring training for cheating and they did all these punishments. In the NFL, you get a slap on the wrist and all the Boston fans are like, hey, does fuck off <laughs> Sam Adams and shit. Lobster. I don't know. Lobster is good. Right. By the way, Lisa, I would also like to take this time to remind if Tom Brady ever listens, you owe me 80 bucks, motherfucker, because I had the under on the second half of Deflategate because the weather was getting increasingly worse, and I factored that in on that bet, and then you cheated, and I scored a bunch of touchdowns, and I lost my under bet. That was a very sad night in Vegas for us. It was. That was, yeah, that was like, well, I was going to say back when we... Bet small amounts, but we still only bet small amounts. Yeah. But somehow, that was like one of the first times I had been involved in a sports bet, so it was more upsetting to me. Yeah, it felt like a lot when it's your first time. Yeah, yeah. Especially when Brady. it felt like it was in the bag. Yeah. It, it was like, it was little fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, deep throat, Lisa. <laughs> Great transition. Yeah. <laughs> So Deep Throat uh, was the guy. <laughs> why, why, what did I say? Deep Throat. Uh, Deep Throat was a guy. Shit, I put my notes away when I was eating that mediocre sushi dinner. Uh, but he came out as a, he was a FBI guy during the investigation. He was just feeding information. 
He was an FBI informant, you mean? No, he was a literal member of the FBI. He was an FBI agent who fed stuff to the media. Woodward and Bernstein specifically, yeah. Woodward. And he did not reveal his identity until 2005. Why was he feeling the need to do this just so the American people knew more quickly? Probably. I think it was more like a... He was like a whistleblower, essentially. But isn't the whole FBI a whistleblower? Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. There's, like, tactics and stuff like that where you could just, like, go to the Washington Post and be like, hey, this is happening. Yeah, I suppose that stuff probably happens all the time. Yeah, for sure. By the way, he also got into some random trouble afterwards where he was doing, like, racist stings on people and some other sort of sub-scandal that happened where he was, like, the vice president of the FBI or something. He's like, a, wow. Yeah, like after Watergate. Although, I don't know, anyone that's nicknamed Deep Throat. Yeah. You know, you're like, I don't know where this is going. There was so, some story, too. What's the story? Like, there was some porn called Deep Throat, and what's the association? So I looked into it briefly before he, beforehand, because I always thought that Deep Throat was the name of the porno after this all unraveled, because it was like them, you know, have they made a... Like a porn called Saving Ryan's Privates. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's not that. It was the other way around. Yeah. No, no, they nicknamed him that because it was something to do with the porn at yeah. the time. Right, but I don't remember the connection. Just I should have looked at Yeah, I know. Just I should get my porn tiss. trivia down. I mean, this is a big part of Deep Throat, you know. It wasn't a bit. It's trivial. Why I mean, it's all I remembered from high school, so. Well, maybe really. high school Lisa should have got her mind out of the gutter. Or I just happen to have, I don't have any excuses, to be honest. But I mean, who does remember that when you're in high school and you're learning about some guy nicknamed after a porn movie? That's true. It's hard. It's yeah. You're hard like, am I really learning this right now? Yeah. Guess I'll pay attention. Learning is cool. <laughs> I always, it is like a real cheap thing when you're a teacher. You can always get teenagers to perk up by just like that, even the hint of something about sex. No, it's true because it happens a lot in history. You know, and I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, a lot of history is sex related. Like, think about all of those Latin American, all that colonialism shit. There's like all these fucking white dudes just coming in and banging all the the indigenous. We talked about it on this podcast. Well, this is adults. We are adults, Stephen. Okay, but I'm saying, like, that was a thing. So when, like, we were talking about, like, the birth of mulattoes and shit like that, I would, you know, I would start talking to the kids about how a whole new race gets created and it happens from a lot of banging. Oh, my God. They're going to retract your teacher's license. Uh, they're not. Huh? They're not. <laughs> um, they don't do that for speaking truths. <laughs> now... Please don't tell me you actually use the word banging. No, I would use the word canoodling. (laughs) (laughs) I would say say most of these white Europeans are coming over. All the women were at home. (laughs) They'd come there. They would have certain urges, and they would start canoodling with the native (laughs) women. God. And that's what I mean by the slightest hint of talking about sex is how you get teenagers to immediately start listening. Yeah, no, I mean, that's quite the delivery. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. They all knew what canoodling meant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gave them a lot of context. <laughs> all right, Lisa, we're close to an hour. We should get the hell out of here. Yes, indeed. 
But I think that's fun. I think we all had a good time here tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you had fun. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, sure. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I love you people for listening. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay sane. My uh, name is Steve, and I was a history teacher. My name's Lisa, and I married him. <laughs>